Well, welcome back to another episode of the Random Dad Podcast. I'm Paul, and with me today is... Jacob Bissett. And we have a special guest with us, Dr. Stephanie Steele. Hi, Dr. Steele. Hi there. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're excited about having you on. We've needed to go to a counselor for some time now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So those two of you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. We, we're having relationship problems <laughs> all over the It place. probably happens from time to time, yeah. I'm sure. Well, <laughs> doctor, I think you'll... You'll agree with me that we do a lot with this podcast. We're always working hard to give out the best for the for our uh, audience. And Paul here, he does a lot of the editing and um, and everything. But I just feel that you know he doesn't respect me as being <laughs> uh, the number one guy around here. I don't see Uh-oh. he. I don't think he identifies with what I'm giving to the podcast. I show up about once a week, um, silvered. I'm not drinking, nothing like that uh, for that day. And um, I'm listening to him talk. And I feel that I am doing more than what I need to be doing. Okay, so you've expressed this, I'm sure. (laughs) Constantly he expresses this. Every episode. Uh, we're not going to get into yeah. that today. She, well, you are really good at earning your paycheck. I tell you what. Dr. Steele, we'd like to know some, some things about you uh, to let our li- listeners sure. know uh, where you're from um, and what your area specialty is, um, why they call you a doctor, and, uh, and just help people get an understanding of who you are. Yeah, sure. So, um, let's see, why they call me a doctor, because I had probably way too many years of school, <laughs> and that is completed. So that's the answer to that question. Originally from Olympia, Washington, a little south of Seattle area on the western side of the state. Uh, Most of my family still lives there. We have some kind of scattered around California as well and a little bit in Oregon. Um, But we have been uh, very adventurous and we have moved around a lot. So currently we are living in Sacramento, California and um, have been here about a year. Wow. And so that's kind of the geography of us. Um, been and married for coming up on seven years, have a two-year-old daughter, another little girl on the way any day now. Oh, You're congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So we're very excited about that. Um, and in terms of area of specialty, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, The title is a bit misleading, though, because I primarily work with couples um, with a variety of presenting issues, um, pre-marital therapy, post-marital therapy, and pretty much everything in between. So that's my specialty. Um, I do a lot of work with infidelity um, as well as, um, you know, even just the light and fun stuff like premarital counseling and um, couples that are just having one primary issue that they just kind of need to get unstuck. 
So. Oh, okay. Yeah, kind of the whole gamut. Okay, so, yeah, you'll be able to help Paul out today. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is Paul the one having twins in December? No, that, that's me. Oh, that's you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Very yeah, we, it'll be a boy and a girl. And uh, I, I think we're going with uh, Emily and Jacob. Get that. My, my wife wants to name our son after me. Which is oh, good. Wonderful and yeah. sweet. It's better than naming the daughter after me, I guess. So you know. yeah, probably. <laughs> Especially with the name of Jacob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and Paul here, you have two boys. Yeah, I'm I'm married and have two boys, and uh, we live in um, the southern part of uh, Cleveland suburbs in Ohio. Okay. Yep. And, huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Northeast, and I got a three-year-old and a, a 30-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think we can, from time to time, count our spouses as one of the kids, huh? Yeah. Uh, my, my wife does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're glad to have you on the podcast yeah. because uh, a lot of random dads out there um, are also married but more importantly they have uh relationships in their life and uh to hear from an expert that can kind of help them out with those uh relationships is a great value and so thank you for being on today and jacob has a couple of questions that we kind of have have thought about and we'll just shoot them out to you and and just learn from you today okay yeah okay yeah sounds like fun Okay, now I'm not speaking from experience, but uh, just in case. Everybody says. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's a good lead in. Uh, I was wondering what what is a good way I can learn. Uh, and this may sound funny, but what's a good way to learn to argue with your wife? Okay, so yeah. I have learned there are times when I should talk, times I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want that's great yeah if you listen to some back catalog on our podcast you'll find out i shouldn't have been talking most of the time <laughs> but uh-huh. so what are it's a great skill when there's an argument going on or maybe there's just a little the coffee's starting to brew um and we need we know that this is going to be talked about and it's probably not going to be pleasant. How's, how's some ways we can kind of reflect before we go into that matter or when we're just kind of getting into it, how we can reflect and kind of navigate through those situations? Yeah, I think that's a wonderful question. And I think just the simple fact that it is a question is a really good sign. Um, and you kind of answered it yourself in a way, um, reflecting and trying to think about what you're saying before you speak is a great skill. Um, admittedly, it's very difficult to do, especially when you're having heated arguments or if it's one of those arguments, like 67% of them, that are not resolvable. So you, and you know what, what these are. Um, every, everybody has them and they're different uh-huh. depending on the couple, but they're issues that just won't ever get resolved. It's the, um, you know, you put the dishes in wrong or you, always have it you know you have a tendency to leave the wet towel on the floor (laughs) you know whatever the whatever the thing is um that will always be a thing in your relationship um sometimes those are really hard to talk about especially if there isn't necessarily a resolution
is listening is crucial, but even more than that, it's validating what the other person is saying. So you don't have to agree with what they're saying, but validating it will take you a long way in those kinds of conversations. What are some ways that you can validate without mm -hmm. agreeing? Like I would personally just to validate like when Paul's talking, I just talk louder over him. Uh huh. That's one way to do it. Yeah. Okay. It's probably not, it's probably not very effective, as you found out. Um, the idea is that you're not trying to win anything, so you're really trying to understand where they're coming from. That's really the only way through those kinds of conversations. So to try to sit back and think, okay, where are they coming from, and to remember that everybody's point of view makes sense in their own context. And Mm -hmm. most of the time, you're fighting about something different anyway. So the goal then is to try to get to the root of the issue. So it's not that she's mad because you went out last Friday night and spent $100 at the bar, but she's really feeling insecure about finances um, because I, I don't know, because the twins are coming or because, you know, I don't want to make yeah. it too personal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently my wife's been calling um, you. <laughs> you're, quite, you're quite direct all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> it's about something else, though. And so I think to try to get to that deeper issue is going to be a much more productive conversation. So part of how to do that and how to validate is to say, okay, I... I don't agree with what you're saying, so just help me understand where you're coming from. And if you start with help me understand, or I'm trying to understand, or you're making me really mad, but I'm also trying to understand what your point of view is, that will take you a long way. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and if the if there's a, a recurrence of when you get down to the, to the base of the problem, it's just kind of like, well, because of the way that person was raised or some trauma prior mm-hmm. prior to all that, uh, then w- would you suggest like seeing an expert or a pastor or something like that? You know? Sure. I think it depends on how ongoing and frequent it comes up. We all have tendencies. We all have worries. We all have things. Um, that we're going to cyclically fight about occasionally. Um, so it depends on how much it's affecting your relationship would be my advice. Yeah. Okay, Paul, I blame your sister. <laughs> that's That's a true story. Yeah. He does. <laughs> he does blame my sister for a lot of things. Yeah, so. I do. I tried to. There's this... Yeah. Yeah. Well, not a lot you can do about it. Yeah. She just makes me feel bad. She, she, she works hard. She accomplishes a lot. Mm-hmm. And for the, for my lazy, you know, well-being, this is it just makes me look bad. <laughs> so I'm not down with that at all. You know. And then my wife's hanging out with her, and it's just it's, you know, you gotta choose your your wife's friends. I I feel it's the best. You know. <laughs> he doesn't really mean that one. No. <laughs> and we'll edit that part out of the podcast <laughs> forever. <laughs> my my wife and. Uh, and his sister, well, we, <laughs> my wife, they're cousins. I guess it's not just your oh, sister okay. that's a cousin to my wife. I am, too. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. You're the one they don't talk about. 
That's right. I got They hang out quite a bit. So yeah. when there are problems coming up in uh, in a relationship and they're coming up over and over again, what what's your kind of um, expert opinion on when you need to seek help outside of your relationship to 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 work on it? Like, what's kind of like like the warning signs that you start fl- start throwing up flags and saying you guys need to talk to somebody outside of just the two of you to gain perspective and to get help and communicating? Yeah, yeah, I think, um, obviously I think it would be wonderful if everybody went to therapy, not necessarily as a last resort, which is when most couples go in. Oh, yeah. They're kind of at a breaking point. So obviously if you've thought about um, leaving the relationship or anything of that nature, um, it's definitely never too late but that is a, that's a huge red flag. Yeah. Then yeah. we get some, some some help there. Otherwise, though, for everybody else, I always recommend um, just the least invasive first, and then you uh, go towards, and, and by invasive, I guess I just mean the least amount of commitment mm-hmm. um, to the most amount of commitment. So oftentimes, um, you know, talking with your partner, obviously, is going to be the first step. Um, where you sit down, not in the middle of an argument, but you tuck it away and then you say, I'm going to talk to him or her on Saturday about what I've been feeling and how things are going with us. Um, If that doesn't work, there are so many great books out there that I recommend couples read together and out loud, and they work through them together. Um, An author that I really love is Dr. John Gottman. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him or not. He's a huge marriage um, research scientist and therapist. Um, And he has so many books that have exercises and they're really interactive. Um, Those are always a great option. His seminars for couples are always a wonderful option as well. Um, It's really not a plug. He's just phenomenal. Yeah, Um, Books. The next step would be talking Um, with a trusted couple, somebody that you both look up to in terms of how their relationship runs, or even somebody that you know is struggling or has struggled with the same things you're going through, those people are great to talk with as long as you're talking with them together. Mm -hmm. So what is actually a, a predictor of divorce is when each individual is talking to individuals. Because what tends to happen, just what the human interaction is, when your wife goes and talks with her girlfriends about you, then it's not going to be positive. She's going to be complaining, and they're going to be supporting her. So not necessarily supporting to leave the relationship, but just supporting that kind of negativity. So talking with another couple as a couple is really, really helpful. And then if that just doesn't seem to be going anywhere, their advice just isn't very helpful, at that point I definitely would seek therapy. Thank you. Yeah. That's, a, that's a helpful, you know, roadmap to understanding, you know, the progression of a relationship and and when to get help. But I, I really appreciate your perspective that it's not a last resort that you think everybody should be in therapy. Uh, I think that is, Ideally, is really helpful. Yeah. yeah. Ideally, I think you know, and one of the reasons why I love premarital therapy so much is because it's fun and it's light and it's not at all stigmatizing. You just talk about issues that a lot of couples don't talk about before they get married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, a huge one is parenting. Another big one are finances. Um, you know, just at what point would you ever get a divorce? 
you know, most people don't want to talk about a divorce when they're engaged. Yeah. I'm yeah. really looking forward to this big wedding, but you have to. I mean, I think it's important to, and yeah. so many couples pass through that step, and then they get to their disposition in marriage where they're struggling, they're having a hard time, and it turns out they both have different hard lines when it comes to divorce, or they view infidelity in a different way, or, Mm -hmm. you know, we never know how we're going to react to trauma, but um, it's good to kind of be on the same page about most of those things, even if it's just hypothetically. Find find the weaknesses before they, you know, get a load bared on them, and, you know, fix them. Yeah, it's not like you can't change your position, but, Mm -hmm. you know, if you go in thinking, I, I don't know, I want, you know, I'd really like kids and the other person was raised in a family of five and they really want five kids and they just assume that they just want kids and they never really talked about it and then it comes down to it and they have two kids and one of them's ready to be done and the other one's not that's a huge deal yeah then you ask their sister out I guess at that point (laughs) (laughs) or whatever your remedy I have my my wife and I did pre-marriage counseling and yeah good for you yeah and it was a great experience but the the weirdest thing that happened is we had a kind of reverse reaction to the counseling we did a session on communication and mm-hmm. where we talked about talking and uh yeah. so we left the session fired up because our whole dating career was <laughs> us driving around swinging by uh your choice of fast food and just <laughs> talking that's all we ever did we we would go to diners you know and we would just talk for hours and hours and so we thought we found like the home run hitter of our relationship is we can communicate sure. And so we leave the building. We decide, let's go. Let's uh, we're in Northeast Ohio. Let's go Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> and we're driving, and we're talking about how well we communicate, and we're breaking it down to the point we start arguing. And the time that we drive, I think it was like 10, 12 minutes to the Perkins. We were in an argument, and we weren't talking to each other because we were talking about communicating and how well we communicate. <laughs> oh, what a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> and we're sitting there, we get our menus, it's dead quiet. No one would say, we're just like giving each other like bad looks. And I go, you know what we learned from the session is that we, we shouldn't talk to each other. And ever since then, whenever we have a big problem, we, we start laughing about the whole thing. But whenever we have a big problem, we we know that if we just kind of gotta give you like the the Facebook or the Twitter feed of the problem, like 160 characters or less, right? And uh-huh. and it's just like you know, hey, uh, the student loans coming up. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's conversation uh-huh. done. That means um, we're past due. Uh, a year and we need pay it today. That's what that means right there. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. You know, but it's funny. We do talk really well, but we over communicate, you know. There's a reason why I'm doing a podcast because I got a big mouth. 
You gotta get your words out. Gotta do it. If I did it around the house, she would have left me by now. <laughs> have to have an outlet. We all need our outlets. <laughs> okay. So, um, when you're doing your sessions, have you run across, um, well, uh, well, I'll ask this. Are the, Do you see a lot of snowballing in relationships of like, as they start picking on this and then this, and before you know it, all these little problems became a big problem? Is have you ever have you ever noticed like a pattern to that of like sure. um, you know is it always finances that's causing the problem I mean have you ever noticed no no yeah it's really not um, so much of the underlying issue and the underlying issue varies with everybody but so much of it is based in childhood so the huh. more that you can know about yourself and your childhood and how that has shaped your life experiences and worldview before you make a lifetime commitment to somebody, the better. Really? Oh, that's, yeah, that really does make a lot of really sense. Really helpful. Yeah. And I think that, more than anything, is why, um, you know, the longevity of relationships, and you see couples that have been together for 50 years and 75 years, 75 is a lot, but, yeah. um, you know, it's pretty It's pretty rare because when you're 20, you don't necessarily know what you want in life. Yeah. Um, yet, sometimes we end up in relationships for one reason or the next, um, and that's difficult because you're not necessarily sure what you're looking for, or we judge it based on feelings um, or superficial things. Like, um, oh, well, we're in the same career, so that's great. Or we're from the same state, so that's great. None of those things will keep a relationship together over the course of a lifetime. So it's really important that you know who you are as an individual and what you want out of life and out of a relationship so that you actually know what to look for. Hmm. And a lot of people don't don't think about that very long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for... Uh, the dads that are out there who are listening mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. and are thinking, hey, I want to improve on you know the the relationships that I have. What are what are some healthy habits that you see in relationships uh, that you encourage people to practice or to do? Yeah, well, you know what, a really simple thing for men to do specifically and mm-hmm. for women. I actually encourage people to do this. Um, together, It's a wonderful thing to do on an anniversary. But it's to find out what your love languages are and what your partner's love languages are. Have you heard of those? Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the Gary Chapman. Languages. Yeah, five so, love languages. Yeah. yeah, the five love languages. You can find out. My, mine, mine's words of affirmation. That's why Jacob and I are together. Because oh. he's a talker. <laughs> light years. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> years ahead. You're light years ahead. So the website is Five, the number five, lovelanguages.com, and both uh, men and women can take that quiz. Find out what your love language is, but also find out what your partner's is because oftentimes we give the type of love that we like to receive. So if yours then is words of affirmation, you're going to give a lot of words, but that might kind of go in one ear and out the other because what she really wants is acts of service. So she really wants it for you to do the dishes once in a while. Mm -hmm. That really means a lot for her. 
Um, and so it's important to know because then if you really want to make a concerted effort to make sure that they feel loved, you do what actually makes them feel loved. Yeah. So I think that's really important, especially for men because, and I don't want to generalize, I know everybody is different, yeah. but women tend to bottle up their feelings and not, as much as we express ourselves and are great at expressing ourselves, they tend to bottle up the true feelings. And so then it all comes out at once mm. about the deficiencies in the self. So I think it's important um, for them to be listened to and encouraged and whatever that means, mm-hmm, which is yeah. different for everybody. And not try to be a smirky while doing it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm taking notes like crazy right now. I I just want to make sure that was a thing. (laughs) Yes. That laugh meant she wasn't humored by your comment. <laughs> no, that's a nervous laugh, yeah, wasn't that is, it? <laughs> that's like, I'm worried about their relationship yeah. right now. Yeah, They, they don't have caller ID, do they? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think uh, we're, we're kind of coming to an end on, on a lot of things, but just, you know, with our random families, like I have some family uh, that has adopted... Uh, Paul, you you know anyone that's done that? Yeah. Know any Brady Bunch? Yeah. Groups? Yeah. Blended families and everything. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Let me try this as a <laughs> as something quick, kind of on top of your head. When it comes to bonding, okay, that you know, to me in the adoption, one thing I've noticed with a lot of friends and family that have done it is the main key is just like keeping that it's building trust and building that bond um i don't know if you've worked on this too much with like maybe uh i call them brady bunch groups you know blended families or adopted families okay. but uh are do you have any suggestions on ways that you people can work on bonding with with adopted kids or blended families sure i think you know Above everything else, what we were talking about earlier in terms of all behavior makes sense in context, Mm. um, you know, really try to just go towards everybody in your life. Um, This is kind of a generalization anyways, um, with love, not um, skepticism or um, apprehension. So you're just trying to show them love. And every new person in your life, um, it's just an opportunity to love more and to deepen your relationships with the people around you. So rather than um, looking at the negative stuff or the stuff that's so challenging, try to look at the positive things that are happening and how you can help them. And if they're having a hard time or you're having a hard time with them, then try to understand their position, be really open to what they might need from you um, rather than assuming you know. Um, so those sorts of things can yeah, be really helpful. Um, and also trying to find other people I know, especially in the adoptive community, trying to integrate yourself and your family into a community where other people can support you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is helpful as well. And also a lot of times families will assume that, you know, let's say they adopted a child and then... Uh, 
as a baby and then as a toddler they're starting to act out, they're not listening, they tend to blame it on a connection or a lack of connection or it's because they might be adopted when really they're just being three. Yeah. And so, you know, I think this also happens with families um, who are divorced and then the kids act out afterwards as teenagers and the parents start to blame themselves, you know, and think, oh my goodness, is it because of our divorce? They're stressed, you know. No, they're just being teenagers. Every family goes through hard times. Um, and so I think that's another thing to remember is mm. everyone's just trying to do the best that they can and approaching it with love and openness and curiosity is going to be um, and reveal the best outcome. Yeah. I, I kind of see this uh, kind of over and over in basic relationship and learning how to love. A lot of it's kind of like, um, kind of like if you're a teacher, you know, you want to find out how your students learn, you know, and like you you said with the five love languages, and then just kind of, kind of reflecting that, and kind of uh, matting every uh, layering everything within that, you know, kind of to build that bond. Is that right? Yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Paul? Yeah, so at Random Dads, we always like to get the dirt on uh, different dads and stuff. And so yeah. we also love to get uh, their spouse's perspective on them. So uh, what would you say the kind of dad your husband is? Yeah. You've gotten to see him interact for a couple of years now. It's yeah. Oh, I couldn't say anything negative, honestly. <laughs> Especially on a on a podcast. Is he silently behind <laughs> you or something? No, no. He is just phenomenal. He is the most devoted, doting father. It is just wonderful to see their bond. Oh, that's great. So, um, is, is yeah, he, it is, warms my heart, definitely. <laughs> is he into any uh, dad jokes? Is he goofy with the kids? I mean... He is definitely the playful dad. Uh, we have our nighttime routine, and when I'm doing the nighttime routine, it's soothing music and lights are low, and it's just all very quiet and peaceful. <laughs> and he rocks out to all these things at the top of his lungs, <laughs> and I does not wind down at all. Wow. Our daughter loves it. She, I mean, she loves it. I can't intervene in that. That's their thing. I'm not, you know. Yeah. I do it differently, but it yeah. is, it's very silly. So, oh. um, yeah, they, it's funny. The different relationship that she has with both of us, but um, it's great, too. We're trying to nurture, you know, just whatever is there organically. So he's definitely the fun dad. Um, but also the serious dad, too. He's very concerned, you know, and thinks, into the future about you know how she's going to grow up and oh, yeah. what she's going to learn and you know swimming is for example more fun for me you know I just kind of let her play and dink around mm-hmm. he's like you know no we're going to kick all the way across the pool and, <laughs> and then dunk you in and you're going to stand there for three seconds and you know <laughs> <laughs> he's training her for the Olympics right now <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny, but oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, he's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I love to hear your perspective on your parenting. Um, that's that's great that you like are reflecting in on 
uh, your husband's parenting style uh, along with your own. Um, I, I yeah. just resonate with that because I get to see my wives and, and I see how different we are. And so when you're describing yours, I, uh, I, uh, I get to see how I think about my wife's um, parenting style. And she is. She's more of like when it comes to bedtime, um, she sings, you know, these beautiful little songs to our boys, and it's like this calm thing where, where she goes in, and me, it's like I tell jokes, you know, I'm telling stories, you know, the boys get, you know, hyped up, and they're running around their room, and yeah, so that's that's interesting for me. Oh, that's funny, yeah. My wife's more structured, I think. <laughs> that's an <laughs> like, understatement. That's a very... <laughs> That's a big time under the ADD kicks in twenty four seven with me. So, <laughs> which but, is also great though. I think just having both, you know, trying to something couples fight about a lot is, you know, you need to parent my way. And if we think about it, both people when they come into a relationship were parented probably differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but everybody you know, you kind of take things that you want to continue that you learned while growing up from your parents and things that you want to do without. Um, and those things are just inherently going to be different and we're different people and our kids can benefit from having different parents. I just yeah. think it's a, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Do, you, do you find yourself or do you find Thai parenting kind of like how your parents did it, you know? Is there a lot of reflection in there? We tend to, you know, and I think, you know, we're fortunate in that we can rely on our parents for really great advice. Mm -hmm. Um, So we do actually find ourselves parenting similarly than they did, and that's a good thing. That's an okay thing. Yeah, take the good and and weed out the bad, and you're all good to go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever had one of those moments where you've said something, and in the moment you're like, I'm my mother. Or I, I just said something yes. my dad said. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Those those moments scare me. I just want to let you know. They are. They're <laughs> yeah. They're a little frightening. Yeah. yeah. I my mom listens to this podcast and uh, I think she'll be happy to hear that I freak out the same way she does. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you do. Yeah, it's just it's an inherent thing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Dr. Steele, it was great to have you on. Are, are there ways that people can get a hold of you um, and connect with you if they want to learn more from you or maybe if they want to uh, seek uh, some of your services? Sure. You know, Twitter is always a great way. Um, and you can contact me there at Dr. Steph Steele, D-R-S-T-E-P-H-S-T-E-E-L with an E at the end. Um and otherwise, that's about it for now. That's mm-hmm. probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. You have okay. anything you want to plug today? Not in particular, to be no. honest. No. No. No yeah. books coming out. Yeah. No. Uh, a documentary about your about your life. <laughs> maybe maybe in a couple of years. No. Okay. Uh, maybe in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> I can get some. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. You're still working on making this, yeah, manufacturing a baby right now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the current goal and plan. But. Well, well, at the end of every one of our episodes, we have a little thank you section that we do. So we want to include yeah. you in that today. So yeah. is there anybody that you'd like to thank, show some appreciation to today? Well, gosh, probably just my husband who has given me so much great insight about parenting and, believe it or not, about therapy as well. So um, 
my husband is just a huge support in so many different ways and teaches me things all of the time. So I'm very grateful for him. Huh. You know, I'm right here. You could thank me, too. <laughs> I will also thank you, Thank you for reaching out to me and for having me on the show. It was great time. No, 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 Stephanie. <laughs> no. It's all right. You don't have to say that. <laughs> really? You don't have to thank him. Don't encourage this guy. Not one bit. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm the youngest of four, if you haven't been able to tell. <laughs> yeah, see that birth order. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, we thank you for being on the show and putting up with um, our our weirdness, but yeah. also just sharing with random dads that are out there uh, some really great uh, and helpful advice for our relationships. Yeah, Ty's a, a sure. sounds like an amazing random dad, and you're just uh, equally amazing random mom. And we really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. Yeah, you dads are important, so I'm happy to happy to help. All right. Ding dong. All right. Well, thanks. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks, thanks you, you too. too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. We just hung up with the doctor. Paul, before you push the button, okay, don't do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Okay. What was your takeaway? What have you learned? Oh, well, I learned a lot. I've actually I've scribbled down a bunch of notes. Yeah. Um, but you even wrote the, down her name. Yeah, I even wrote down her name uh, just to make sure I knew where this came from. But one of the things that she repeated a couple of different times was that all behavior makes sense in context. Uh, that's really, uh, I think, an important key for me because that means when I'm communicating with somebody, my goal, if I really want to try to, um, to grow in my understanding of them, is to understand what their like behavior is in their context because it makes sense to them it doesn't make sense to me so spending the time to listen and listen just doesn't mean hearing what they say but observing them and and being present to them long enough to understand why in the world they're doing what they're doing yeah because it might seem like crazy to me um, but it makes complete sense to them that's the most loving thing I could probably do and probably the best random dad action that I could have ever, uh, ever, uh, <laughs> instead of just flying off the handle and going crazy on my kids. Yeah, um, just trying to understand why their behavior makes sense to them. Yeah, blame and, their parents. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, they're gonna do it in yeah. about ten years in therapy. So might as well start only, now. Yeah, I blame your dad, son. <laughs> you what's one takeaway that you had you know what the the whole shocker for me was exactly what you said but when she just kind of said in the way of like you know that person was raised a certain way Mm -hmm. and you know and then she kind of filled in back to with uh you know walking in their shoes Mm -hmm. and boy think about like just my relationship with my wife and how she was raised compared to how I was raised, two, two different, uh, yeah, two different islands right, right there. Yeah. My my island had the volcano. <laughs> Her island had the life raft. <laughs> no, I I just kidding, but yeah, there's, you know, finding that that point of where they're coming from. Uh-huh. You know, the backstory. We care about backstory so much in uh, the Marvel. Marvel universe of you know X Men and uh, yeah. S- 
Nah, I don't even want to bring up Spider-Man. I know, don't, don't. I know, I know X-Men's not yes. in there, but, yeah. you know, well, Thor, that's somewhat interesting. Yeah, just stick with Captain America. You're safe there. Boy, talk about good backstory. Man, I mean, great backstory. Have you seen the last movie? Mm-mm, Me I haven't. Either. I just never have time. I keep on wanting to rent it. Yeah, I had a moment where I was going to see it, but then yeah. it passed. I want to see the, um, boy, I keep on uh, the last Avengers movie, but there's so many characters. I want to make sure I hit, like, Ant-Man and all the other stuff before I get to that one. Like, I understand it. I know what's going on. But at the same time, it's like, I just, I kind of want to, so I'm not just, I have a reason to be giddy Mm -hmm. when I see, you know, Again, like Ant Man pop out. I know why I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Not just being excited because I see him fighting next to like Hulk or someone like that. Or he'd be fighting against Hulk, I think. I don't know. Poor Hulk. He, no, that guy never gets a break. <laughs> <laughs> Every movie they beat up on him. Yeah, really. It's like one, one more yeah. worst thing that he's yeah. done before they go on to the next worst thing yeah. that he's done. Talk about a guy that can complain about a government. <laughs> <laughs> I pay my taxes and these guys try to blow me up every time. <laughs> I get no respect. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Good good enough. Um, you have, by the way, we, we think, you know, Dr. Steph... You know, I'm going to call her Stephanie. I feel like we got... We bonded. I think you should keep it professional and just say Dr. Steele. Hey, Stephanie, I feel like we've really bonded. <laughs> there, there, there's an email coming, I feel like. <laughs> just like my teacher in high school. Uh, it's not Dee Dee. It's Miss Stipolito. <laughs> Dee well, Dee, I'm sorry. Any other thing... Anybody... Any other people that you want to thank? Ah, man. You know what? I love them all so much but uh, I, I will say this Jeremiah Johnson listened to every episode yeah and uh, for that I tipped my random hat to him nice uh, and I I kind of went back on Facebook told him take the shower of shame yeah and uh, yeah you know wipe off the filth man yep yeah feel bad for that guy <laughs> <laughs> All I'd like to thank James Schultz. He uh, is random dadding it out there. Man, and big he, time. Yeah, he recognized a couple of house projects they did were just like straight up random dad alley. And so he shared that out on Facebook. So thanks, James, for that. And yeah. uh, thanks for all of the Twitter interaction when we were at uh, the GLS 2016 and tweeting from there. Uh, different people um, uh, jumped in on that conversation about uh, leadership and and dad life and I, and I really do feel like it's uh, it's an essential thing that dads uh, need to continue to grow as leaders if uh, if they want to be effective fathers um, that uh, we continue to develop ourselves personally and uh, and in our relationships and so uh, take time to invest in yourself because investing in yourself means you're investing in your family and it'll make your family stronger because of it yeah that's a mouthful right there yeah yeah, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, I appreciate you. Hey, uh, also, we got a new like on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jeremy. Oh. Bissett, my brother. Yeah. Yeah, I took, <laughs> I took his phone and I liked it. 
That's the way we're working, people. We'll beg, borrow, and steal for you to follow us. Just, come on, kids. Just give a clown a laugh. Uh, you know what? Yeah. I, uh, I heard in an interview... Uh, what's his name? The the guy that runs Sat- SNL Saturday Night Live. He would interview people. I think I heard this on Mark Marin. But he would <laughs> he would interview a comedian, and he goes, "You ever been to a zoo?" He goes, "In a zoo, all the kids want to see the lion because that's the pride of all animals. You know, king of the jungle." Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Then they like to see the giraffes because they're real tall." And he goes. Then they like to see the monkeys. And he goes, you know what you are, kid? A monkey. <laughs> He's like, you're going to go out there, you're going to make them laugh, maybe throw some poop. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel we've, we've hit that level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, Lucy, play that music.